0: Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today, and now, on with the show. I just wanted to jump in real quick to apologize for the introduction of the last episode. Turns out that I used the wrong introduction, and it was an outdated piece of audio that I had, and whoops. I mean, ultimately, it wasn't that big a deal. I just, I introduced Fred Ranger as the guest last week, and it was clearly somebody else but coincidentally Fred is the guest for this week's episode so let's give it a listen we 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 had the fuji summit uh did you get a chance to watch the summit this time around i, I wasn't able
1: to watch the summit but i've uh, since then looked into some of the initial reviews or you know first uh first impressions and so on uh, but uh, yeah that's pretty much it
0: yeah you know what same here i I really didn't have the the desire to to actually watch the summit. I mean, I love Fujifilm, love them dearly. But they could use a little bit more oomph to their presentations.
1: Yeah, it's it, it usually feels weird, you know, like to, to when they interact and they read their script. So uh, let's just put it this way. I mean Fujifilm makes great cameras and a little bit less great presentations. <laughs>
0: yeah they're they're not apple (laughs) that's for sure um but they did make some banger promotional videos and uh i did get to see those as well as some of the uh the the review people uh, i think uh kai did did one where he got hands-on uh availability for and tested out the fuji uh it it was pretty good everybody else's uh videos were pretty pretty rock solid yeah but we're here to talk about the fuji film x 100 version six or just the six i i have a hard time with the the vi (laughs) It, it does
1: look weird but uh yeah, I guess it's the 6 iteration.
0: Yep, the X106. Uh yeah, I guess that's the official nomenclature. It's kind of a bummer that they have to break the the syllabic count to it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but Levy. I guess uh we, we we could get used to it. Um my god, this this camera has already uh set pre-record uh pre uh, Pre-purchase records. Uh, there was rumor going around that China was already pre-ordering like half a half a million <laughs> units already. Uh, when you did, did you hear about that?
1: Uh, no, I didn't hear about the 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 China thing. What I what I did hear about is a certain Mark Zadelsky pre-ordering that camera. That that's what I heard about.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that I was so. So the camera was announced on Tuesday. I had pre-ordered it on Saturday. <laughs> uh, I my local camera store. Uh, I went there and uh, just on a whim, I'm like, "Hey guys, can I pre-order that camera? I know it's not official yet, but uh, you know, you know, uh, is that doable?" They're like, "Oh yeah, sure. You're not the first one." <laughs> <laughs> everybody who had their pre-orders or, or being on the waiting list for the X 100, uh, Mark, uh, Mark five or the V. Yeah. They all changed their weight status to the, the six and they, you know, anybody who put down money already is going to essentially be first. And everybody else who just were on the waiting list with, without putting anything down you know they'll they'll get the first available so since i put down my credit card <laughs> i'll be first in line to get get one uh wh- whatever one is available they asked me uh do i want the black one or the silver one i'm like i want the one that's in stock the one that's <laughs> available yeah and uh yeah so that's that's going to uh come as soon as possible. Although, Fuji, uh, if I recall, said that uh, it, it's going to start shipping on the 28th,
1: I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that's like in a
0: couple of days. But I see people already have them. Uh, people are showing off their, their cameras. They're doing their photos. Uh, I don't know how some people are getting getting it early unless connection. the photos are altered <laughs> yeah, exactly but uh but yeah the hype around this camera is just just un- unreal it is it, it is it j- just crazy uh w- which well earned it, it's such a great camera and having so many pre-orders already not surprising. And I guess the first thing that we could point out is that this is the first X100 that is being assembled in China instead of Japan, yeah. uh, which I know is a sore spot for a lot of people. But given the sheer popularity of this camera and the issues that the predecessor had, this is probably a good move on Fuji's part. Yeah, and that's actually what, I guess,
1: enables them to keep the, pri- the a reasonable price point uh, around the world. Because um, as we know, everything went up over the past couple of years and it's it's hard to keep aggressive price points. Uh, the parts are getting, you know, very high uh, in terms of pricing and uh, the labor and so on and so forth. So I guess uh, at the end of the day, it was a, a business move that will ultimately serve the customers. I mean, we haven't, Tested the difference in the build quality, but I'm I'm sure it's up to any uh, other manufacturers' specs, and including Fujifilm, which are known to, you know, produce very robust type of of cameras. So to be honest, I mean, in 2024, building in China, I mean, all the manufacturers do it. It was great that they were able to do it in Japan for so long, but uh, hey, it's just uh, the reality of the world is that if you want to keep an aggressive price point you might have to go to to China to produce uh, you know electronics these days and being able
0: to scale to such a demand it, it's exactly. Japan just wasn't able to 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 keep up with it and, yep. and China is able to scale scarily efficiently so it's uh yeah I, I totally I totally understand the reason why uh but The second thing I wanted to bring up is the increase in price. Did that come as a surprise to you or how how do you feel about the increase?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, everything is going up. So I I wasn't really surprised by the increase in price. If you look at all the generations, and again, this is not uh, exclusive to Fujifilm. Every time there's a new model that comes to the market, of course, there's the R and D that was put into the uh, the development of the camera. There's also inflation, so there's a bunch of factors that are, uh, uh, you know, justifying that price increase. And for this iteration, I will admit that there's a couple of features that, you know, I'm I'm sure it increases the 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 manufacturing price. If you look at the IBIS system that's in there, that's something I'm, I'm sure we're gonna talk in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, But also the, some of the, some of the specs uh, in terms of the, uh, uh, the body itself and everything. So I think for me that, that, that probably justifies the increase in in price. Uh, But again, I'm I'm not happy about it, but it's just the the reality of the world we live in right now.
0: Completely. It it is, yeah, it, it it stung, but, you know, I, I, I get why they did it. It didn't come as a surprise, uh, especially when the rumor was that the IBIS was being put into the camera, I knew that we were going to have to pay for that. And, and sure enough, we did. I'm pleasantly surprised that it's not as high as I thought it might be. Uh, I, I think it's what? $200 more than the previous version. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think that's fair. Uh, given the, the craziness of the world right now, uh, the, the the more features that they're putting into the camera, although not a whole lot more, but the features that they're putting in are they're a doozy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's it's not just the actual IBIS system. It's the miniaturization of the IBIS system. That's not to, something to to neglect because uh, that's a way smaller body than an XH, XH2S or XT5 and so on. So they've been able to bring it into a respectable size yes. and fit within that very small body, although it is a tad, you know, a bit, bit more... Uh, uh, width, I think, or something like that. But at the end of the day, it's still a very, very small, compact camera.
0: Totally. Um, Let's see. What what other features do we have in there? We have the 40 megapixel uh, X-Trans sensor, uh, same as the uh, X-T5 and the X-H2. That is probably the biggest reason why the IBIS was put into the camera, how do you yeah. feel about that? Do you did you did you want the 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 stacked sensor on the Fuji uh, on the X100 or were you, were you happy that they're using the 40 megapixel?
1: It's always a balancing act, right? So I, I love the fact that you can crop in with that 40 megapixel. So you can use your 23 millimeter lens and do a, 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 a 2x and, and 3x without losing any quality. Uh, may, you know, maybe a bit of the megapixel side of things, but still have a very high res image depending on you know how much you crop. So that 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 I really like because when you travel and you use a an X100 like I, you know, did multiple times, uh, sometimes when I want to crop in with 24 megapixel or 26, it's it's a bit tight, but uh, so that I really love. The one thing I will say though is that that um stack sensor that you find in the XH2S, I would have I would have loved to see it in there to as an option because in terms of low light, um which also happens to be a lot of the travel photography out there, I would have appreciated the option to go for that sensor. So I I think we discussed that last time around, and we thought yeah. that maybe they would come to market with two versions, one high-res and one uh, a bit more low-light capability and more focused on video. But uh, yeah, I guess they went with the the sexiest uh, <laughs> 40 megapixel that, uh, you know, they, they are, they're still a business at the end of the day. And uh, on the marketing front, 40 megapixel looks better than
0: 26, I guess you know what i actually think the reason the big reason why they they didn't split i mean i'm totally speculating here but uh i think if if they were able to use the xt5 battery the the larger battery that Mm. might have been a possibility but they're still using the same battery as uh the previous model the the older uh battery size yeah i think that probably contributed in doing the lower uh uh, not lower that's the wrong word to say uh the 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 40 megapixel sensor rather than uh, a higher demanding probably battery yeah, uh, crunch of the um, the stacked sensor. Yeah, uh, I'm basing this on a completely nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, but it it does make sense. That that was actually one of the biggest letdown. I think from the announcement, I was I don't know how they could have done it, but uh, I was expecting them maybe even to come up with a, a, a different battery. That battery is starting to get old, and I remember when I was using it in my XT two and uh, even XT three. Um, Man, these batteries go go fast. Go <laughs> and even fast. the X one hundred. I mean, although you can use the uh, optical viewfinder to reduce the bat- and and turn the, the the back screen off and all this great stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, in twenty twenty four, battery power shouldn't be shouldn't be an issue. Uh, yes, you can bring five batteries in your pocket like uh, we used to do. But I would have appreciate a a bit uh, more options on that front. And going with the same old. NWP, I think it's called. Um, yeah, that, that, that was probably everything else I love about the the announcement that one, I was like, oh, they they still went with that. Okay. I guess they they did some software optimization and stuff like that, which is great, but nothing beats, uh, a chunkier, you know, more durable battery that that's for sure.
0: I'm kind of curious to see when this gets into everybody's hands. If there's going to be a complaint about heat, mm. because we had that, that, uh, not, it wasn't so much of an issue. People did notice that the camera was getting warm with the X100V. And because this is a 40 megapixel sensor, I don't know if that's going to generate any more heat, if, you know, people will, sub notice a su- substantial difference. I'm kind of curious.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I think, I think we'll have to test it. Uh, you know, maybe you'll, you'll be able to report uh, when you get yours in a, in a couple of days, uh, how yeah. how, long, how many shots there's always the theory the theory around, you know, shots, number of shots, and then there's a real world review when it's cold, it's hot and, yep. you know, you go through the elements and uh, you turn it off, turn it on. So. Uh, yeah, we, we need some real world testing, uh, to be, uh, to have our own opinion on that.
0: Totally. Uh, and I, I don't care if this thing will heat up like a Sony, I'm still buying it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing, uh, Mark, I don't know for you, but I was also surprised and then we can go on to the, 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 the juicy good stuff. But the other thing I was a bit surprised was the, the single, uh, card slot but not only that the uhs1 i mean again i know this is not a sports camera i know this is not you know a camera that you'll use for fast paced shooting but i mean with 6.2k open gate and all these these video features i was surprised by the good old uhs1 single card slot uh, that they put in the in the x106 how about you
0: i was too um i know that the the x100v was it was okay at doing video I, I mean it wasn't a powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination but it it, it still did fine like it, it i was able to get some decent video footage uh and put it up on my uh youtube channel and you know it, it was good passable um and with the nd filter the the you know doing video on the x100v was just so much easier so much less to to carry apart from the batteries but (laughs) um i had fun with it. it it was a it was a good novelty i mean totally photography was the the main takeaway but The video was fine. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit surprised about that, too. I always had a feeling it was going to be one card slot anyways, but not having it to be a a better card slot. Yeah, that came as a little bit of a surprise, but I don't know if it was a way to just keep the cost down. Maybe in the the next version, we'll see the better card slot.
1: Yeah, the the other option is... Um, having that internal storage that uh, Ricoh and Leica and all these camera brands are starting to to push, uh, that would have yeah. been very nice. E- even like, I don't know, 64 gigs. I mean, it doesn't have to be super uh, big, but just so you have that reassurance that you can have a backup. Or if you forget your card, which has never happened to me, never ever in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you you can still shoot with your camera, so that 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 would have been uh, that would have been a nice addition. But again, to your point, it has to make sense financially and as a user experience. So it was a it was a right balance, I guess, for that type of camera.
0: I wonder how much room it would have taken to have the internal memory. Well, I'm I'm looking at the price of uh, memory
1: in general, and it's you know going down every every year, and it's getting cheaper and cheaper, and uh, I don't know, a, 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 a direct 64 gigabyte little chip that you put on there. I mean, if Ricoh can put it in uh, two years ago, three years ago, and have a camera that's priced uh, lower, actually, now that the, the new X106, I think it's feasible. Anyways, we're speculating to your point.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like to, to your point, like exactly the, the Ricoh is able to have a smaller camera body and have the internal storage. And the the tape too. The, yeah, like the I, I don't know how much extra room that would warrant, because the size of the, the the physical size of an internal storage unit, I think, is pretty small. And if you could fit like a little sixty-four gigabyte solid state drive in there, I mean the the the, the one twenty-eight or anything like that is. Not far behind. I don't think there's that much difference in size at all. I mean, yeah. if you think of like a, a little uh, SD card, the the 128 is the same size as the 64 and so forth. Having that inside, I don't think it would be a huge issue. It might have increased it another few millimeters. I don't know. Uh, I I would have liked to see the internal storage uh for for this camera i think it, i think that would have been a better fit than two two card slot yeah Yeah, i agree yeah but i mean again maybe they have to save something for next time um yeah i mean it's not i mean clearly it's not a deal breaker (laughs) No, no no for sure for sure uh i am looking forward to trying out the the digital zoom on, on this camera because of the uh increased pixel size. Uh I, I definitely wanna give that a try. Uh I, I had a lot of fun with it back on the X70 when it was first uh, a, a thing that was able to be done. And then I had a good time doing that on the uh x 100 v So on this camera, it's just gonna be much, much more efficient. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I use it all the time uh, with, with other cameras, high megapixel cameras, and it's uh, such a lifesaver, you know, when, when you want to go light and just have one camera, but uh, you feel more confident because you kind of have three, three lenses in your pocket uh, on that uh, fixed lens camera. Of course, it's not the same depth of field if you have a 50 mil or 85 mil or whatever, but uh, it can, it can do the
0: trick. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious to see. If you can still use the digital zoom, if you're using the telephoto converter. Hmm. So then you, you
1: would have even more focal length. Yeah. That,
0: that's... Reach, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to give that a try uh, because I'm, I plan on getting the X 106 and then sometime next month, maybe pick up either the wide angle or the teleconverter. I haven't figured out which one I want more yet. Um, most likely I'll get the teleconverter.
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I have both, uh, I actually sold one, but uh, I used both. And, uh, this is, I think I have a video on my YouTube channel, but this is probably the most enjoyable and smallest travel kit. You know, when you have both the wide angle and the teleconversion lens, the TCL X 100, I think they're calling yeah. the WCL. Yeah. That makes it. And to your point with the digital teleconverted like that makes it a a very powerful kit throw in there, the ND filter, and you've got uh, the ultimate travel camera in
0: my, in my books. I love that ND filter, the, the ND filter on the, on the V it was such a great thing to have when I was out and about and doing some waterfall photos, not, not exactly a huge waterfall, but you know, It was enough, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I had a good time with it, It, you know, just be able to, to just click it on and not have to worry about, uh, adding anything to, to the glass. It it was very convenient and had a good time with that. Um, having it on this one, I think is just chef's kiss. It's perfect. And, And of course the leaf shutter going to have lots of fun with that i i have certainly certainly missed having that kind of functionality uh, on the camera playing a, a play with the flash sinks and all that
1: yeah that leap shutter on un- enables a lot of uh a lot of things including that 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 fast uh flash sync but also being super quiet i mean this is probably one of the most subtle cameras for street photography available on the market that and the i guess the the leica Q, but the, those leaf shutters man they're they're so good for street photography
0: now how do you feel about the that uh camera to cloud integration that what is that frame io that they yeah,
1: frame.io I, I think this one is a bit of an overkill to be honest like will you really use an x106 to upload to cloud natively and have a team. Maybe maybe you will. I mean, that's great if you have a <laughs> a team that's on the other hand, uh, you know, already trying to assemble your video and, and stuff like that. Um, or maybe it's a great workflow for you in the studio. I don't know, but uh, it's for for this camera. I'm not sure it's the the best feature. It's there, it's cool. Don't know who's gonna use it. I think it's more something that the XH2S and XH2 and XT5 uh more, more suited for it. But again, it's, it's, it's there. They, they, they threw it in there and it's, um,
0: it's a nice feature to have. It is a weird feature. Like I I'm curious to see if this will work over. All right. For example, if I'm out and about and I'm photographing some street photography and I have my iPad with me, can I sync? this camera to my iPad and using my data service, can I then send that image to the cloud? Yeah, I think that's the concept. yep. In which case I need a better data plan <laughs> 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 I wonder if I wonder if there was this this feature alone whatever internal process that is required, to do the frame I O if they had on a balancing scale on the one side, you have frame I O on the other side, internal storage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take into one. Do we pick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Because I'm with you. I, while it's a cool feature, this seems more like studio work than it does or, or commercial work than it does for, any kind of street photography slash casual photography, slash travel photo. Oh, although if you're using it for news reporting, that might be helpful.
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess. Again, if you if there's another, t- another team, on-